This is Powered by Learning, a podcast designed for learning leaders to hear the latest approaches to creating learning experiences that engage learners and achieve improved performance for individuals and organizations. Powered by Learning is brought to you by DaVinci Interactive. For more than 25 years, DaVinci has provided custom learning solutions to government agencies, corporations, medical education and certification organizations, and educational content providers. We collaborate with our clients to bring order and clarity to content and technology. Learn more at DaVinci.com. Hello and welcome to Powered by Learning. I'm your host, Susan Court. And today I am joined by DaVinci Learning Solutions Director, Jenny Fadulo and Visual Design Director, Melissa Wimbish, who are going to talk about the art and science of learning to help you create more successful learning solutions for your organization. Welcome, Jenny and Melissa. Hi, Susan. Great to be with you. Hello, Susan. Well, I'm so glad you could take some time to talk about this topic. I know you recently presented this topic of saying I do to the art and science of learning recently for uh, a training industry leader talk. Let's talk a little bit, first of all, about why you feel that the art is an equal partner to the science. Really, from our perspective, one of the most important factors in making sure learning happens is is learner motivation. And in order to motivate a learner, you have to get their attention, grab their attention, keep their attention. So you really have to engage them. And one way we do that is through visual design. The saying, a picture is worth a thousand words, is absolutely relevant to learning as well. Melissa, anything to add? Sure. So when looking at that art and the science, you know, I think a first step is to really take a look at your content and your level of learning uh, touch points as well as interactions. So a solid understanding of this content will then give your team, designer, that leg up on how they can interpret that into an immersive design experience. To get a leg up on that, you know, one of the first areas where we like to start is with brainstorming and concepting. So this can really jumpstart not only the content of your course, but then also create an equal part of art and science then working together. Also, another useful element that you can utilize is a creative brief. And the brief can provide a substantial amount of information to help guide the design in relation to a specific brand. You know, we're looking at tone and overall look and feel. And we're also utilizing these elements to add those basic design principles, and those will help then define that art side of learning up front. Let's talk a little bit about the creative brief. You know, most of us are used to using a creative brief in a marketing agency, but but let's explore a little bit how the learning solutions creative brief works and how it impacts the brainstorming and the concepting. Yeah, so you mentioned a lot of agencies use a creative brief. So since we're born of a creative agency with JPL as our our parent company, we've adapted the agency creative brief, as you said, to a learning solutions creative brief. So again, a brief is really that agreed upon document that's created through all that upfront discovery, interviews, discussions with the client, and it really informs and guides the work and the design throughout the entire project process. So some critical questions that we ask we're putting together the creative brief is really, you know, what's the target message? How are we going to motivate the learner? What's the style and tone of the messaging? Obviously, who the target audience is. And, and another key uh, factor is the diversity and inclusion considerations. So that creative brief really becomes that justification for all the designs uh, that are presented. 
You know, and also a good point to make and in leading into uh, some brainstorming and concepting is so after we have that creative brief, that's going to put us into a good position to start looking at that content creation, the design, and we want to make sure that brainstorming and concepting is also included in this upfront process. So we have creative brief, which leads us to brainstorming and concepting. And then from there, we can continue on. So when we're talking about brainstorming, brainstorming can take many forms, but you know, overall, it's basically defined as a process for generating creative ideas or concepts with your team. When you're brainstorming, you know, the ideas should be generated freely by all individuals within the group. And when you're brainstorming, keep in mind that every idea matters. So if you need any guidance on how to run a brainstorm, there's actually a lot of free online tools and documents to uh, really help get you started. As far as concepting goes, um, concepting is started after the brainstorming, and concepting is the intersection of the design and also the story at a high level. So when you're concepting visually, it's always a good idea to start with that upfront visual research. And once you've completed your research, and you created your visuals, this is the point when the design and the story can really start to come to life. So once you've gone through all those steps, how do you then plan for the design? Because people are very focused on the training and the concepts, and maybe they haven't let themselves started to think about, you know, actually how it's going to look. So, so what advice would you give on how you actually execute the plan? At DaVinci, we use really a five-step approach. It's it's discover, imagine, create, review, and deliver. And it's in those first two phases, discover and imagine, that we we really do that upfront planning that's going to inform the design. So we meet with our our clients to look at the content. We do discovery sessions. Uh, We do detailed learner profiles. All of that information we gather informs that creative brief, which in turn informs that brainstorming and concepting phase that Melissa was talking about. So that's how we plan for it up front is through that discovery and imagine. When you both start to think about designing for a learning project, what are some of the first things that you consider and what you encourage uh, clients to consider? I jump in on that one. I think, Melissa, you probably can uh, be able to elaborate a little on this one, but I, I certainly sure. think it's, it's, it's brand standards. I think those are one of the probably the first things we ask a client when, when we ask for brand standards and, and, you know, those of you listening, when you hear brand standards, you might automatically think, okay, I need to use my company logo, the right colors and the right fonts, but it's so much more than that. And again, if we, if we did our homework and we did a creative brief correctly and we captured what we need to know, we now know the audience, we know how they work. That's part of, of your company's brand too. So the brand should evoke a feeling and that feeling is what you've got to convey in your learning because the feeling connects directly to how to engage and motivate that. Melissa, you probably have more, more to add on that one. Sure. We can discuss a recent client and how we use their brand standards to then create the visual design direction for a recent e-learning project. So If you're not familiar with Constellation Brands, they are an American producer and marketer of various beer, wine, and spirits. Their portfolio of brands is well-established within the U.S. marketplace, and it contains some very well-known products such as Corona, Modelo, Robert Mandavi Wines, and also Svetka Vodka. So upon looking at that Constellation RFP, they had two overarching main goals. The first goal was to educate, inform, inspire and also deploy their brands as well as their sense of place 
And also they wanted to create modules that were interactive, creative, immersive, while also transferring that knowledge to not only their internal audience, but also their external audience. So our next step from a design standpoint was to review the client's brand standards, as Jenny mentioned, and to start infusing those brand elements into our designs. And with our first round of designs, we were able to focus on a specific product and that product's brand. So we started with a product that gave us a good idea of the brand standards, and then we moved forward with the development and design on that product. And many products um, came in after that in the future. That's a great example, Melissa, and those are such beautiful learning solutions that you and the team created. When you're giving advice to clients uh, before they're starting a project with you, what are some of the key elements that you always consider when you're designing a course? Key to the visual design approach is, like you said, that there's some critical design elements and really the building blocks of design. And I think we would look at those as a typography, the color palette, illustrations, and iconography. And then you build on those elements for those custom interactions, video, and animation. Melissa, I think you had another example you were going to walk us through or talk sure, through. Sure, I can yeah. um, share with you the uh, some of those key design elements. When we're looking at some of those design elements to really bring the course together visually, uh, we want to look at typography first. So the purpose of typography and also color working together, it's going to help arrange the design components into that cohesive whole. So we're talking about content plus design. Typography and color are really a key step when you're establishing that visual hierarchy of content. And they're used to complement the brand. And also, they're extremely important for not only word emphasis, but also visual design direction for the user. So another element that we'd like to consider as well is illustration and icons. Illustrations and icons can serve many purposes within a design. They can help tell a visual story and can be a strong reinforcement for any important messages that you want to share with the audience. Not only are they good for, you know, strong reinforcement of messaging, they also are very helpful in the absence of photography. So if you do not have a lot of stock photos or you don't really have a lot of photography, some of these icons and uh, illustrations can really help get the modules up a nice visual design. But there are some things to consider when working with icons and illustrations. You want to make sure that they do stay simple and clean. And they also need to have that quick impact on the audience. And this is going to help them to connect the visual elements with also the content messaging. So, you know, looking at these and once you have some of these elements of design under your belt, you then can really start to expand these skills into other design elements such as custom interactions, video and animations, or even 3D. And then, you know, this will help you down the line and take, you know, start taking some of those out-of-the-box solutions and create a more immersive interaction. You know, a lot of people listening, thinking about their next learning solution might be thinking, this all sounds wonderful, but why do they need to focus so much on design? Talk a little bit, both of you, about the significance of the design and how it impacts the overall learning. I think, Susan, it all comes down to kind of what that phrase I said in the beginning is that a picture is worth a thousand words. The learning's got to grab the learner, right? It's got to engage them and keep their attention. So through visual design, we can do that. The content can only go so far. That's why we've got to have both together, right? The art and the science. So that visual appeal, that visual look is, is a way to connect and engage and motivate the learner as well. 
And I think some of the, you know, going back to what we previously chatted about a little bit as far as the design elements, you know, working with those design elements, they're a good workhorse for, again, leading that audience or that user through the information in the most intuitive manner. So as the user is reading through the content on the page or the module design, that those elements are going to engage. They could be something that they interact with. And again, they provide that strong hierarchy of information as you're going through any type of e-learning content. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it's going to make for more meaningful and impactful learning, which is the whole point of it, right? Correct. Yeah, you're exactly right. (laughs) Yeah, you're exactly right. So some people also might be wondering, well, this all sounds great, but how do I afford to do this kind of design? So talk a little bit about the scalability of having those design elements in your learning solutions. It doesn't always have to be kind of that top-notch, high-end custom illustrations. I mean, there are many ways that I know you've helped clients kind of accomplish that marriage of art and science, and it doesn't always have to be uh, that high-end. So I think you can take a look at it from a perspective of design at a small level, design at a medium level, and then design at a high level. So when you're looking at small, medium, and a larger size, you can start breaking down, okay, how much can I achieve within the small? How much can I achieve with the medium and then with the large? So with small, we're talking pretty basic interface. You're really going to focus on that typography to lead you through any type of learning content. Maybe there's some, you know, little uh, hints of imagery here and there. Medium would be more, again, typography, really infusing the color palette, bringing in the images, following the brand, and then large would probably be something like we spoke about with Constellation. So you're really diving in, looking at that brand guideline and pulling all those elements from it. So when I say all those elements, it's typography, color palette, illustrations, icons, textures, any type of photographic imagery, Constellation was able to provide us with a lot of really beautiful full screen photos that we could leverage. And again, really engaging the user into a um, visually lush um, experience. Jenny, something you said at the beginning, I wanted to come back to, and that was the importance on using design to help accomplish some diversity goals. Of course, the learner wants to see himself or herself in the training program. So how can you use design to help accomplish that so people can actually identify with the course? Again, in that upfront, you know, discovery and analysis, it's it's all about focusing on the learner. You know, who is your target learner? And I know a lot of times people think, okay, well, I've identified their role and they're a sales audience, you know, they're they're sales reps. And that's a title. That's, you know, that's not a a target learner. So it's so many more characteristics. It's really the overt and the covert characteristics of not only the person, but the environment and where they work. What does their entire you know, ecosystem of learning look like? How's it feel? You know, let's really immerse the learner. And if you do that correctly, you're going to get a complete picture and then properly recognize and include that diversity within your course. You know, again, when we're looking at design, we also want to consider any disabilities the user may have. And that can also be something as hearing impairment or visual impairment. So we want to make sure that we're very clear with typography and text design as far as color contrast, 
and we also want to make sure for, you know, if somebody is, has a hearing impairment, we want to make sure we have those uh, closed captionings and elements such as that. Another thing that we really like to look at as well when we're designing is um, to make sure that we're providing the user with a very open and very diverse set of photography. So that's another thing that is definitely needs to be considered. You know, we have a lot of people who be part of a different culture or have, you know, other again, disabilities or impairments. And we want to make sure that we do represent everybody. So, you know, nobody, nobody feels left out. I know one thing you had talked about previously with design and keeping diversity in mind is that you can accomplish that a lot of different ways. Talk a little bit about that, Melissa. I mean, it could be photos, it could be illustrations. What are some things that you've seen that have been successful? When we're talking about design, you know, photos and illustrations, I think we did speak about, but another thing that I you know, want to mention too, is also tone, you know, how you're speaking to that user, how you're speaking to that audience, you know, there's, there could be a different tone that you need to consider when speaking to different, you know, maybe it's K through 12. How do you speak to them? Or if it's something that's more like a corporate e-learning, again, what's your tone for that? And you want to make sure that you're also diverse in that tone when you're speaking. And then that will also help really bring the design to another level as well, if you're reinforcing those points that are considering different tones for different audiences. You know, thinking about the topic for this podcast, say I do to the art of learning, probably a lot of people are a little nervous about saying I do because it could be overwhelming. So what advice would you both give as we wrap up today to help people feel more confident as they step forward and creating that learning solutions creative brief and really stepping into that world of of marrying design with the science of learning? Say with anything, it's that upfront planning. So make sure you do your research, you know what elements you want to include, you know, like Melissa had mentioned, those building blocks. How are you going to use typography, color palette illustrations, and iconography to connect the learner to the content? So really having those discussions up front, really doing that analysis to to make sure you have the right information to inform the design. Melissa, anything to add to that? Sure. So looking from a design perspective for upfront planning, Jenny did mention, you know, we have those upfront steps that we shared with you, but from a design perspective, it's also very important to start researching visually what could be inspiring to you or inspiring to your audience. So that's um, going out to Google or any website and start looking at maybe what another inspirational website or even inspirational photos or anything like that to really start getting you into the mind frame of what your user, your audience might visually become tied to. There's also, if you're struggling and you may think, you know, I can't do this, I can't say I do, there's a lot of resources online, again, that you can go to articles to give you a little bit of a education on how to start something, um, visual design process of some sort. This was great information, and I know learners everywhere will be thanking you because the people creating (laughs) the training programs are going to benefit from this, this great advice. So thank you both for joining us today. Sure. You're welcome, Susan, and thanks, Melissa. It was fun. Thank you, Jenny. You'll also find a Learning Solutions Creative Brief template on the DaVinci website that you're welcome to download and use, and the link to that is in our show notes. If you have any questions about what we talked about today, you can reach out to us on DaVinci's social channels through our website, davinci.com, 
or by emailing us at poweredbylearning at davinci.com. Powered by Learning is brought to you by DaVinci Interactive. For more than 25 years, DaVinci has provided custom learning solutions to government agencies, corporations, medical education and certification organizations, and educational content providers. We collaborate with our clients to bring order and clarity to content and technology. Learn more at davinci.com.